that's what words are. I mean, they, mm. they create a perspective. Like you can rearrange the words. You can make anything beautiful. The power of music. We're learning how to use it now. Songwriter. It's hard to be human, but songs can help you heal yourself. Hello and welcome to season two of the Self-Help Songwriter podcast. I'm so excited. My name is Hannah Francis, your host. I'm a singer-songwriter and I am obsessed with self-help. It has really helped me. (laughs) And I'm certain that the answers to life's big questions lie within each of us. And on this podcast, we search for these answers by analyzing songs with the people who wrote them. In each episode, we invite a songwriter to share an original song, then we break it down together line by line and extract the maximum meaning from it. We learn how different songwriters translate their life experience or personal philosophies into music. And today we have Robert Hill on the show. He writes and sings in the American folk tradition, mixing more traditional finger-picking root styles with his own brand of Scandinavian psychedelic sounds. It is so cool. I love it. You're going to love him. We talk about so much, including how he used to write several songs per day, excuse me, and how his current process takes much longer and invites in the subconscious. It's so interesting. How Bob Dylan seems kind of like a grumpy genius to us. Um, We both spent a lot of time in our early 20s at the Folklore Center with Izzy Young, who gave Bob Dylan his first show. So... I feel like we're like a soul family because of that. We also talk about how there's beauty in everything, how destructive tendencies can ultimately act as creative forces, and how perspective is sometimes the only thing you can change, and so much more. We really get deep into it this time. I cannot wait for you to hear the show. Let me know what you think. Check out the show notes to get the links to all of Robert's music. And without further ado, here is Robert Hill playing his song, I Will Swallow the Moon. Wicked ways 
entire life spans perfectly silent crumb by starry firmament moon under my feet hot of hail and fire just another cripple beggar at the gate should I clasp the Jessie, disturb me now, make use of me, I pray. See, time hunts down us all. Come here, darling, stand up tall. I will split tonight, blow out the lights, and bring about the Robert Hill is in the house. Welcome. I'm so glad we could find a time to do this. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it, it's weird, but it's going to be fun. You know, <laughs> The first time is always weird when you do something. Yeah, to talk about your songs, to yeah, analyze. Exactly. Yeah, it's weird. It's like going, climbing in your own brain and like <laughs> opening doors that... Hmm, maybe you haven't looked at yeah, it before. Is. It's like the, the Kenny Rogers song, What Condition My Condition Was In. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone gets that reference anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird reference to, to name in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a link to the song in the description anyway, just so people can quickly remi- get reminded of what the heck we're talking about. That's such a great song, though. I love yeah, that song. Good. Put yeah, him on the map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I love about your music so much. I don't think I know anyone personally. I know so many musicians and songwriters, but you're like the only person I think that I know that writes kind of in this like psychedelic style which is so cool and i'm really into (laughs) Uh, thank you that warms my heart yay have you (laughs) always been playing or writing in that style or can you talk a little bit about like your the evolution of your writing yeah no actually like when i started out writing uh probably around 12 years ago 13 7 i was writing uh I was writing like topical songs, mm. like I had newspapers, you know, and I was trying to to write about things that were happening. Now I, I, was, I was writing a lot of songs. I was writing several songs a day, you know, uh, but then what? I got tired. Yeah, I got tired I can of writing imagine. topical songs. Yeah, because it's like being a journalist. You're just rehashing something, or at least I was rehashing something like in my own words. Okay, uh, I have so many questions about this. How yeah. did you structure it? You did several songs a day. How long did it take you? Were they all about different subjects or did you pick one subject and write multiple songs? Did they all have similar structure or were they all totally unique? I, I probably did several songs on the same subject just so I could pick like the best song. But that's the mm. thing. Like when you write a lot of songs, you're going to write a lot of shit songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I had like the... I had I had enough songs that I could pick like the best ones, the ones that I thought were best anyway. Uh, and that's different compared to now because I'm really slow now when I'm writing. It takes me a long time. Interesting. And that's why I, I try to make sure like that the song is finished and that I think the song is good because otherwise I've wasted weeks, you know. <laughs> right. Do you work on one song for weeks? Yeah, a long time. Wow. I'm usually, the thing is, I'm just, uh, maybe I have like a phrase in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm going to write. And then I just try to piece words together. And usually 
I'll write a song with this phrase. Then I'll say, yeah, this song is not good enough. So then I'll write another song based on that. Actually, it's kind of the same thing still. So I'll take a few lines from the first song, make another song, and then I'll do it again, I'll do it again. And and uh, after a while, something materializes, you know, out of Whoa. the songs. So it's kind of like piecing things together. That's amazing. <laughs> I, w- I need to do that. Oh, that's a great little exercise to do yeah it is but it takes a long time and it's really it's really tiring you know <laughs> uh, i can imagine because because you start out with no id and like after the third song or something like an id will start to form and you'll see it like in the words and then you can kind of go with that so it takes a long time for me to even figure out what i'm writing about uh mm. It's, it's kind of subconscious, you know. Totally. That really comes across in that. Ha- that's how it feels when I'm listening to the music. Yeah, right. it, it feels <laughs> like it's a product of the subconscious. And that's what is so interesting about listening to it. And that's, I think, also what makes it so powerful is that it it communicates with the subconscious of the listener, too. I'm sure of it. It really it's not yeah. just the words that you're hearing on the surface, although that's also super cool, the imagery and everything and the ideas that you share, but also I'm sure that it's this deeper feeling. Yeah. Uh, exactly. There's something else going on. And when you listen to it's your music, so that's really cool. state of existence. You know? Yeah. A different, <laughs> it's like you're stepping out of time space in a way like you kind of stretch time space in your songs. That's what I think. Yeah. And it's about surviving, you know, surviving the process. It's a hard process. It's uh, (laughs) there's a lot of, uh, I wouldn't call it pain, but there's a lot of frustration for me when I'm writing. Oh no. Is it good enough? You know, can I really use this? And then it just keeps going. Mm. Interesting, the the self-doubt. Yeah, but in the end, it works out, usually. Usually. (laughs) Usually. Not all the time. Oh, no. Interesting. But don't you have, I mean, you must have also at least moments of just pure joy. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. Because that's (laughs) the thing. Like, when you survive, when you manage to, like, pull something together, that's a great feeling. And that's I the love thing. That. You know? Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it's up and down. <laughs> yes. Hills and valleys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I've been taking a new approach to songwriting lately because I've really only taken one approach my whole life, which has been yeah. only write a song when I feel emotionally compelled to write one. Oh. When, so I don't, I've never really sat down just to write a song before. Sometimes I, well, I do sit down to write a song, but only when I feel emotionally compelled to. Like, I, no, so I used to take so long to write songs. I mean, sometimes I wouldn't even write a song for like a year. Um, oh, okay. I would write little melodies here and there just because stuff would like come to me, write it down, but it wouldn't be sitting down and writing a song. And I realized very recently how stupid that is Um, (laughs) because I've been doing these like song sessions with other people where I talk to them and I write a song basically for them. And I kind of like channel like what they like their highest thoughts at the moment and then turn that into songs. Yes, it's great yeah. because then it's not personal to me at all. It's it's it was so easy for me. It's so easy for me to do and the things the words come to me pretty automatically and so does the you know melody and it's such a beautiful experience and it's so quick and yeah. so that was like a theory that I was testing out with people and now I'm going to like actually be offering that like on my website and stuff. I'm like really? that's, excited. That's yeah. a good job, man. That sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds you should. really fun. Yeah. I'll uh, tell you about it. Maybe you can uh, also do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The world needs more songs. The world that's does the need more songs. And it, it always does. 
Yes. And to have a song from your own soul, like even if you can't really write songs is like such a powerful thing. So I've been like proving to myself, I really can produce songs Mm -hmm. fast that are meaningful and like true soul expressions. Like, because I was worried if I did it really quickly, that it wouldn't be as high of quality, but that's not true at all. (laughs) And I have a lot of friends who write songs like very fast in like a day or, you know, in like an hour they can, or in 10 minutes, even I have friends who have written very quickly. So I know that it's possible. Mm. And now I've proven to myself that it was possible. And now about a month ago, I decided, okay, I'm just going to sit my ass down and write a song about leaving Sweden and moving to Italy, because this is a special time in my life. And I would love to have a song about it. And, and then I did. And then I have a song about it. And it took me like an hour and it happened like immediately. So I was, I'm shocked. (laughs) So now I know it's possible. That's the thing. It's all in the mind. It's so unfair and also ideal for us. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That we can kind of decide how the process goes just by the power of our imagination almost. It felt like just by intending to easily write a song I did. That's how it feels. Yeah. But that's, like that's the, uh, I saw like an interview with Nick Cave and he talked about that. Like when he was younger, like he was, he would only write when he had like inspiration, but then he mm-hmm. realized that like he could force inspiration just by sitting down like several hours a day and really trying to write. And it's the same, it's like different processes, but it's, it gives the same results, you know? Yeah. But that's really interesting to hear. I love it when like successful, like these idols share how their process has evolved over time too. Cause yeah, you normally don't rare. get to hear that. It's very rare. Yeah, it's you very would never rare. hear Dylan say how he writes a song. Yeah. Oh gosh. No, <laughs> I won't say anything bad about Dylan. <laughs> but oh, you really? like Bob Dylan, right? Man. Yeah. I love it. You have to love him. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything, but I, I love a lot of his stuff. Like yes. Dylan and Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen is close to my heart. Yeah. Maybe even closer than Dylan, mm. you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Bob's insane, you know. I he mean, has a lot of good songs. He has so many good songs. Yes, you cannot argue right. with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That, I'm not trying to argue with that. <laughs> no, I'm not arguing. <laughs> no, but just, you know, through our friend Izzy and stuff, I've heard, you know, different stories about him yeah. over time. So I've like <laughs> come to form an opinion that maybe is less favorable than the general <laughs> yeah, he's public. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's weird. He just seems so cranky. Like. Yeah. Cheer up. Yeah. You're so really lucky not. and rich and inspired and like just <laughs> you're in the world. Like be grateful. I don't know. He seems like so ungrateful. I don't like it. Yeah, he kind of stopped smiling around like 66 or something. Yeah. Like, he was smiling all the time before. He was. <laughs> what know. happened? What happened to yeah, that? I don't know. Bright eyed boy. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, exactly. He's like the original emo to me. Like, <laughs> just, I'm so cool and whatever. Uh, this whole yeah. rooting artist vibe, which is appealing to a lot of people. And I think that adds to his popularity. But I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be like a generous person. But I also don't know him at all. And that's 100% yeah. my projection. It's hard to say. <laughs> like, like when, but, like what you hear about him is like from the press or whatever mm-hmm. uh like he's really private yes but he seems he seems cranky now he seems he does, difficult i would yes. say difficult difficult yeah the only interaction or i didn't interact with him at all but i went to see him play a show in 2007 and or 2006 anyway and at, at as Cuban. a performer no this was in indiana all in right. my hometown, Bloomington. Yeah. He's playing at the auditorium and with a band and they were of course a great band, but he, 
And this is why I say said earlier that he I don't think he's a very generous person just because as a performer, he was not generous at all. He had like a hat. You couldn't even like see his face. He's like, <laughs> and then bye. It's like, where did he go? Was he even here? I don't understand. Does he not want to be here? Is he like mad at us? Like what? Like what did we do wrong? It was like such a strange performance experience yeah. that, oh, <laughs> But, and then Elvis Costello actually opened for him and he was incredible and he didn't oh, have a really? band at all. He performed solo for the first time in a while. And it was insane. He it was so good, such a generous performer. So that was a very yeah. stark contrast, <laughs> which he really made Bob Dylan look really bad because he was so exuberant and joyful and incredible. And then Bob Dylan went, mm. <laughs> like very opposite energy. It's <laughs> funny. That's 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 insane. <laughs> but it's kind of like I think like you know Van Morrison. He's kind of the same. Like mm. he's also like an angry guy. He seems like an angry guy. Mm. Like a lot of shows, mm-hmm. it seems like he doesn't want to be there. You know. Yeah, I don't like that. I think <laughs> I really don't like that. Then I, that really does bother me because I think that it's such a privilege to stand on a stage and especially like if you've had success I mean maybe you might get to a point where you feel forced to perform when you don't genuinely want to or maybe in situations that aren't comfortable for too big of audiences or something like that but I think still it's to not understand what a privilege that is and to not be connected to the joy of the artistic expression is like a sin to me. I'm like, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> You're alive. You're here. What a waste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we are not wasting this. We are deep in our joy of our artistry. Let's get into the song. What do you say? Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. Let's dive in. I'm so <laughs> excited. Okay. What is our first line? First line of this song is uh, summertime's upon us. That's a line. Summertime's upon us. Yes. (laughs) Us poor broken hearted people on icy stages, nowhere left to run. Oh my goodness. Lord, I did my best to try and warn everyone Sleepy black tar sky, rejoice. Like that's an incredible poem unto itself. Just that is so good. The thing is like, um, when I started writing the song, I only had the line, the next line of the first verse, I will swallow the moon and drown out the sun. Mm. And when I, when I look back at this song, this song, I kind of think like, uh, this is a song about isolation in a way. So the narrator is completely isolated from the other people, the poor, broken hearted mm. people. It's a dark song. It's a really dark song. Uh, so it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a sort of isolation, you know. When I think of this poor, broken hearted people on icy stages in summertime, it's like, it's almost like they were really comfortable, like in the cold in the winter where in the dark cave in their like igloo and now it's like melting and they're going to be, and yeah, this like nowhere left to run this, like we're going to be exposed and everyone's going to see like how sad we are (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in a way like this very, like this very vulnerable feeling of like impending exposure and like being found out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like I like the phrase icy stages. It's it's a weird phrase. I <laughs> love it too. Way. Yes. <laughs> icy stages. Yeah. <laughs> it could also be oh, well on icy stages. I was thinking could it be stages like phases or like the stage, the theater stage? Or does it yeah, only it, have it could be both, you know, but like when I read it, I probably see like a theater stage, something like that. Yes. For me, it made the the visual of an ice 
I literally saw an icy stage with this. And the, I really love that. Like in the middle of a forest and the sun is like peeking out and then there's, yeah. And that's the thing also, mm -hmm. like the way ice melts in the sun, summer times upon us, but that's, that's what you said. It gives like a, like a vision of something changing, something decaying maybe, Mm. you know? Oh my goodness. Yes. Decay. We're there already. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. It's it's only going to get worse from here. (laughs) Song. It's not, it's not getting happier. (laughs) No, but that's the beauty of it is that it's, you made beauty of this. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, uh, cause this, I, I really think this song is really trying to convey like a dark feeling, uh, like a feeling of isolation, you know, it's the same feeling that makes you want to go out and get drunk or something, you know, mm. it's like a, it's like a destructive force, but there's beauty in like that feeling as well. You know, uh, there's a tranquility in, uh, in this sort of isolation, uh, because there's beauty in everything, you know. Uh, so I'm trying to like convey the beauty as well. There's a lot of destructive lines in this one. Like mm. I will swallow the moon and drown out the sun. That's probably the most destructive line I've ever written. You know, that's that's apocalyptic. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it is. I really think like because uh, there's a lot of frustration sometimes when I write songs. And I really think that frustration translates into the song. So the song gets darker because I'm frustrated writing it, you know, so it kind of rubs off on the song. Interesting. I love that. It gets absorbed into the energy of the song. So you can feel (laughs) the frustration just of writing it while listening to it. But it also kind of weaves into the the meaning of the song to begin with. It infuses this feeling of like lonely, you know, not only loneliness, but almost this feeling of, well, I'm reminded of the song, like People Are Strange, you know, The, oh, the Doors. Oh, it's a good song. I love The Doors. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This, but this feeling of people are strange when you're a stranger, faces look ugly, um, when you're alone and this feeling of not only being lonely, but also the world outside being kind of on un- being totally unfriendly and ugly yeah. even. Yeah. You're bang on the buck. Yeah. That's actually, I never thought about it, but that's, it. it's, it's kind of the same feeling I get when I'm reading the song that I get when I listen to people are strange. Yes. It's the same kind of thing. This is your people are strange. Just, yeah. You are way more poetic. Exactly. People <laughs> are stranger. Poetic. Yes. People are stranger. <laughs> so what are you warning everyone about? Oh, yeah, that's the, that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't even know what mm. I'm warning people about. Mm. But the thing is, like, there's a lot of apocalyptic imagery in this song. Mm-hmm. So it might be some kind of apocalypse. Mm. Not a literal apocalypse, you know. Right. There, there's many types of apocalypses. Uh, and that kind of goes together with the, the, the icy stages melting. Because summer times upon us. And uh, I will swallow the moon. Yeah, it's kind of like the, uh, the person behind this song, like the one talking in the song like i will i will is the destructive force and Mm. he's the one warning the other people you know because that's the thing with that feeling like that destructive feeling like i was talking about before it it spreads you know it kind of feels like it's hard to explain it's it's a weird feeling you know powerful though in a way isn't it yeah it it is yeah it is and it's a rare feeling I don't feel like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. For me, that exists. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I love, I do love that feeling, even though it's incredibly, it's negative and it is destructive, but it's, it's my savior when I'm in the darkest times. And when I feel totally hopeless and powerless yeah. and I have no agency in my own life. And then I feel this like 
kind of almost like rage, like this. Yeah. Well, just fuck everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's a motivator, you know. <laughs> totally. It, it, yeah, it really can be. It really can be. It can give you an energy and this like inertia forward. Whereas maybe before you, d- you didn't care about anything, or at least for me, it gets me from being like depressed and like just, you know, yeah, just decaying and melting in my yeah. <laughs> own private sad room versus like getting out there and, you know, maybe, you know, not yeah. having the most pleasant experiences, but at least you're doing something and at least there's, you know, friction and there's learning and there's growth and things are happening and there's. Yeah. That's the thing. As long as you channel it, the feeling, yeah. I mean, you can, you can do a lot of things with that feeling. You can go out and get drunk and that's not channeling it right. You know, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a creative force in a way, but it a lot totally of things is. are. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that was a big, now that you're saying that, that was a big motivator for a lot of the songs that I wrote was that kind oh. of angry, sad, lonely feeling Yeah. where I just had nowhere else. It had nowhere else to go. Um, or, you know, I already did the drinking and I was like, okay, that, didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> now I'm even more sad. Um, let's write a song about it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. That's I have I a is. song called My Gun is Loaded, and that's a little bit of that <laughs> energy, just like. Yeah, that, that's a lot of that energy. <laughs> it's a lot of that energy. Yeah, I'm really angry. Um, <laughs> it's all a metaphor, people. Um, okay, the second verse, the imageless essence. Do you want to read the second verse? In the, uh, the whole one? Sure. Or stop wherever you feel compelled. Right. Imageless essence of all that could have been. Red fiery rivers rushing towards the sea. Put out your cigarette, honey. Won't you come and share this thorn with me? Rise, rise, flowery garden from the sad old tales. And this song could last for an eternity. That's the second one these are poems it's crazy (laughs) you're really a poet songwriter it's so impressive and beautiful yeah but that's the thing i always (sighs) maybe it's uh to my demise or something but i always put the words first so it looks good on a page but that's the thing like when i and then i always add the music afterwards uh when i'm done and i'm like this works on the page now i add music but there's a problem with doing it like that because adding the music to it is really hard, uh, especially like if it's not structured enough. Mm. Uh, this, this song was a pain to, to add a melody to. Oh man. Now I understand why songwriting is so frustrating for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so, that sounds impossible. I don't think I'd be able to do that. <laughs> a lot of the verses, like they have different melodies and they have like different, like some verses I, I have to add like a whole section of chords just to make it work. Right. Interesting. That's so interesting. I have not talked to a single songwriter who writes like that. That's yeah. incredible. That's so, in- you are so unique and so interesting. Such an artist. I love this. And I love the imagery in this in this verse too, the red fiery rivers rushing towards the sea. Like for me, obviously I see like lava, you know, and then that the, the, when it meets the sea that, and then, and then you instantly say, put out your cigarette, honey. And then, so your mind is already there at that, like kind of putting out a fire. (laughs) Did you have something in mind with what the red fiery rivers or what the cigarette, what the fire represents? Yeah, it's, it's for me. It's a, it's it's just violent imagery, you know, and mm. it represents some sort of. Uh, I mean, a river rushing forward, rushing towards the sea, something moving forward, and uh, fiery. Mm. It, it's violent. It's uh, it's apocalyptic as well, in a way. Mm. Uh, but it could mean many things, you know. But it's, I really like the imagery. Yes. I, my mind, I always try to like organize stuff. Um, so I think of like the thorn to share the thorn. So you put out the cigarette and share the thorn. Like the thorn is the alternative to the fire in a way. So either it's this like rage burning rage 
this that is forward moving and destructive or this thorn, which is like, it's almost a way to like stop, to stop the rage is by like embracing the pain almost. Is Uh, that possible? (laughs) Yeah, it sure is possible. I really, yeah, it's so cool. The thorn to me, it's, it could be like, um, I mean, it could be like shared this burden with me, maybe. Yeah, the thorns, the thorn is such a beautiful symbol of of burden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Thorn. But that's biblical, you know. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But there's a lot of biblical stuff in this in this song. It's probably the only song I've like put biblical imagery in. Interesting. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's some hidden gems. (laughs) Yes. Later on. Oh, okay, okay. And then we have Rise, Rise, Flowery Guardian from the Sad Old Tales. Now this is I, I probably think this is this is probably one of the positive parts of the song. Oh uh, one of the hopeful parts of the song. Uh, Rise, Flowery Guardian from the Sad Old Tales, and this song could last for an eternity. Now that kind of, that phrase gives me hope, you know, because like the, the phrases before are really harsh. Uh, and then it kind of changes mm. in, into something beautiful, you know, or at least more beautiful than the lines before. So it goes from grotesque to to hopeful in my mind. I like I like the phrase flowery guardian. Yes. What do you picture there for a flowery guardian? Like what I see in my mind when I Mm -hmm. read the line. Yes. It's like uh, some sort of knight with dressed in flowers, but that makes no sense, you know. (laughs) It really makes no sense. No, it does. It does make sense. That makes sense to me. I really like that. And I like that almost it's like a thorn also. To me, that's a thorn, like... Yeah. Like just a bigger thorn that is like protecting the flower because the thorn protects the flower, right? Yeah, so it's exactly. like the flowery guardian. Um, and the thing like rise, rise from the sad old tales, like that's a positive thing. You you rise above it. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, to like reframe and create a new tale, to create a new story. To rise above yeah. the old story. That's yeah, important. The sad old tales. Yeah, it is. It is. That's important in life in general. <laughs> uh, the, the last line of the verse, and this song could last for an eternity. Mm. Yes. Do you have any do you have any more to say about the last line there? Uh I think <laughs> Yeah, tell tell me what, tell me what you think. <laughs> I think it could be well like you said it's so hopeful now and it's changed in tone that now it's the song could last an eternity that now it feels like it's something more sustainable now. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Cuz the thing is like this song is really trying to convey like the beauty of this destructive state. And as long as the song is going on, there's still beauty in it, you know? So the song lasting an eternity, that's a good thing. Yes. Wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all right. (laughs) Yes. The next line (laughs) is perfect to reflect what you just said. Do you want to read the third? Uh, now there's beauty in the drunken ocean, beauty in that barren moor. Just the two of us on our little sun-stained mattress, like wayward lanterns amidst a thunderous storm. Yeah, let's start there. That's yeah. the first lines of the third verse. Yeah, yeah that's, that's positive, you know. And that's what I was talking about, like the, the tranquility of this state. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's almost like being in the eye of the storm, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of it all. And everything is going around, on around you. 
and there's chaos everywhere, but there, you have a moment of tranquility, you know, and there's beauty in it. You know, there's beauty in a drunken ocean and there's beauty in a barren moor, just as there's beauty in a flowery forest, you know. Yes. Because there's, it's all beauty. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Yeah, and it you is. Can, it yeah. is. You see these beautiful or these professional photographers taking pictures of like landfills, but it looks beautiful. You can make anything yeah. look beautiful with the right perspective and with the right yeah. framing. But that's what words are. I mean, they, mm. they create a perspective. Like you can rearrange the words. You can make anything beautiful. Wow. Like if you, yes. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like like the best writers. Like uh, I really like Jack Kerouac. Maybe that's... a. Uh, no one is surprised. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of stream stupid. of consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he he's always mm. writing about like nothing. It's almost nothing. It's just going around. But the words are beautiful, you know, like the stream of consciousness. That's beautiful. Yes, I am just so impressed with you. The more we talk about stuff, that's so cool. <laughs> Because, yeah, Jack Kerouac, that's also the vibe that you get with your, even with your music is like, that's like if Jack Kerouac wrote music almost like that <laughs> vibe. Um, you can fully absorb that compliment later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh, the goodness. last line that I read, mm-hmm. um, uh, like wayward lanterns amidst a thunderstorm. And that really goes back to what I said, like being in the eye of the storm. Mm. like everything's everything's crazy outside but you're safe like even in that feeling you're safe Mm. because you're safe anywhere actually like yes and even well for me personally I used to feel more safe in that feeling than in other feelings even more positive feelings I used to feel more comfortable like feeling isolated and angry and like yeah, rather than against the world you know exactly exactly and <laughs> and you're comfortable there like if you had yeah. probably some weird childhood stuff then you're going to grow up feeling a little bit comfortable dealing with stuff on your own or even comfortable like swallowing some discomfort or even rage or even like depression and that that yeah. feels more comfortable that feels that is more familiar than happiness or appreciation or feeling you know relaxed and just trusting that people won't hurt you for example um so it can feel yeah very very comfortable like a yeah (laughs) like a little sun-stained mattress just mm, cozy yeah Yeah, it's almost it's almost like a drug you know totally you get stuck in it you know yes you can wallow in the rage yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yes and this like and it's also like a feeling of victimhood in a way for me anyway um <laughs> in real life I don't think that really comes across in the song so much um but in a way it's just this human experience of kind of being knocked around by life and just needing to like sometimes just see it in a beautiful way like you were saying just shift your perspective because you can't really change the situation sometimes. So being able to shift yeah. your perspective is all you need really. Yeah. Right. That's the weird stuff. Like it's like reality. It's all about perspective. Mm. It's really, it's, it's insane. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's a cliche probably like you can think yourself happy, but it's also not a cliche, you know, it's a paradox, like everything, you know, Yes. You can change everything and you can't change anything at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whoa, so meta. I knew I knew it would get meta on the Robert Hill yeah. episode. <laughs> we made it 15 minutes. Exactly. Meta goal. Exactly. <laughs> oh goodness. All right, the next line. Lord, this old world will never change its wicked ways. 
outside our window, a great black serpent crawls towards the chapel to be born. And this next line, this whole world will never change its wicked ways. It, it feeds into the isolation feeling mm. like something's wrong with the world. Mm. Uh, and it's not, it's not you really, it's, it's the world. And it's you mm. against the world. But as I said, like in those lines before, like this beauty in that struggle, you know, the struggle mm-hmm. of you against the world, David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have to fortify that idea of the world being wicked in order to kind of justify feeling so bad in a way. Yeah. So this is like, yeah, yeah. It's a justification and also it's a an explanation for how, why you feel that way. And I love that. I love the comfort of it. I love it. This is like comfort food for that, like inner rage in a way, which is, is. like <laughs> awesome. You know, it is because we need more of that. You know, I think <laughs> I could have used this song, um, in some darker moments. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Something to mirror that back to you and also like alchemize it in a way. I think when you, when you see yourself mirrored in any situation, but especially like in a song where it can get real deep in your brain and in your emotions. And you're like, Oh, that's how I feel. Kind of. It's like, it can really ease the pain. Yeah, really. It it breaks the isolation as well. You know? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yes. It reaches through your, like your your wall, your bullshit yeah. wall of separation between you and the wicked world. Um, and makes yeah, it, it see, well, maybe the whole world isn't wicked if <laughs> you can relate to it. Maybe so much. I'm the wicked one. Oh, <laughs> yes. Turn around, turn, turn around. it around. <laughs> exactly. The next, uh, the last line kind of reinforces that whole uh, feeling as well. Uh, but this is a really apocalyptic line, like outside mm. our window. A great black serpent crawls towards the chapel to be born. Mm. That's a dark line. That's that's a really dark line. Yeah. Uh, and the first line, like outside our window, it, it also reinforces the the isolation, but also the safety. Mm-hmm. Like something's happening outside, but we're yes. safe here. You know? Yes. I love that. That's a gorgeous image that is perfectly placed to bring out that that darkness, that real visceral yeah. feeling. It really feels like a dream, like we're in a dream. <laughs> yeah, I the feel thing, like your songs are like dreams that you're inviting the listener to have. Yeah, it's dreaming. Mm. And the thing, like a serpent, I mean, a serpent could mean many things. It could be changed as well, like yes. how a serpent changes skin. And this serpent is about to be born Mm. maybe maybe it's something something's changing it doesn't have to be bad you know it it could be good it could be good yeah it could be good i think a great black serpent Mm. doesn't sound good but maybe it is maybe it is (laughs) it's being reborn at the chapel so yeah (laughs) amazing okay the last section yeah. Oh my gosh. This verse. Mm. This is a wild verse. And this is the one with some biblical imagery. Uh really some biblical imagery. And I'll I'll point it out as we go yes. along. I'll read some of it. Yes. Uh, an entire life spent perfectly silent, crowned by starry firmament, moon under my feet, heart of hail and fire, just another crippled beggar at the gate. Should I clasp the world in the palm of my hand? Would I throw it all away? Wretched sea, disturb me now. Make use of me, I pray. See, time hunts down us all. Come here, darling, stand up tall. I will split the night, blow out the light, and bring about the end of days. That's a whole one. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That I mean, you couldn't have a more perfect like ending to that song. That's like incredible, especially the very last line. Yeah, I but will... that's the thing. Like the the last four lines, that's mm. where the frustration dropped 
those were the only lines in the song that really came naturally, like the from time hunts down us all to the last line, the end of days. Wow. Uh, Interesting. Otherwise, it was a struggle. So that was the little cherry on top. Yeah, and you can kind of feel that, and I think that's good, like for the song, because mm-hmm. it resolves, because it's really like the the feeling I get from the song before is tense. You know, mm. there's, there's, there is a frustration between the lines. Mm. Uh, and then it kind of resolves at the end, even though the end is like darker than the rest of the song. Right. There's a feeling of resolution, you know? Yes. Yes. Resolution and flow in a way. Like there's yeah. less, um, there's more. And it gets shorter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 It's, yeah, like you said, less frustrated. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But that was pure coincidence, you know, pure luck. Yes. Usually it's the other way around. Like the first part of the song is like, yeah, this is really good. And then you get stuck and then. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is the opposite. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Were you well, you were rewarded. Um, but yeah. yeah, the language that you use here, well, like words like wicked or you know, chapel and just like wretched, wretched and there's old words. Yes. It's old words and like crippled beggar. You're using these imagery and words from like that old time. Yeah. I think the only, the probably the only modern thing that could like point this to like a modern society is cigarettes. There's nothing else. I think mattress, (laughs) maybe mattress is, is a new thing. I don't know. (laughs) cigarettes and mattresses that's yeah. a modern society you know in a nutshell yeah in a nutshell <laughs> yeah just smoking on your mattress well in a way but that's kind of romantic too like from the 50s or something yeah <laughs> like like my iphone on my scooter or something Those yeah that's a new scooters one. <laughs> the electric scooter i don't know but yeah that's not very poetic you would not want to include that in a song about like isolation like my iphone my iPhone didn't update. That's a hard word to work into song, I think. iPhone. iPhone, yeah. I would really struggle with it. I don't know why. Because it's, I mean, an iPhone and a, a beggar. I mean, it's just two words. And mm. they all fit in everything, actually, because you can make. But something with iPhone, maybe it's it's too close to me, in a way. I don't know. Yeah. It's easier to write with other words yes and beggar i feel like we know for sure the energy of a beggar but with iphone it's like well what do you mean you can use it in like different ways but i think you could you could write a song using iphone but it would be more like it would be more poppy i guess it would be more like it would be easier like the word is more common like it's used all the time mm. maybe that's why it seems like it's harder to work in this song i don't yes. know for me anyway yeah although one thing i wish that i wrote more conversationally i find that i write more poetically than i almost like want to sometimes um uh. because i really appreciate when people can write almost conversationally in song but in a way that is like beautiful and artistic i think that's like yeah. so interesting and i feel like i feel like that would work for me (laughs) i feel like that would work for my vibe i want i want to be able to do that but um i don't know it's yeah it's awkward it feels awkward and for me i feel like stupid i feel like well i'm just talking now so (laughs) it's like you have to (laughs) get into like writing mode and then and then talk and then see what words come but it's like a whole other place in your brain that I guess yeah, the I, iPhone I, doesn't exist in that part. <laughs> <laughs> I really think Bob Dylan is a great conversational writer. Mm. And he kind of like, for me, like his, the stuff he wrote like 65, 66 before the motorcycle crash is really like, he's fusing two worlds together. Cause it's really conversational, but it's also dreamy. Like it's a weird mix Ooh. of the two. So it's like uh, one foot in this world and then one foot in another world. It makes wow. it really 
uh, it makes it really dreamy, you know. That's so skillful to yeah, be able to do that. That's so interesting. Yeah, he's the only one I've seen that done Can it you name you know, like that. A song as an example of that. Uh, yeah, a lot of his songs from the album uh, Highway sixty one, bringing it all back home, and Blonde on Blonde. But I mean, like, mm. yeah, I probably feel like. Uh, Maybe Visions of Johanna has a little bit of a, like mm. conversational, mm-hmm. but it's also really weird and really dreamy. <laughs> and uh, oh, I should be able to name a lot of songs. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on yeah. those albums, you know. Interesting. Uh, okay. Because then he, he kind of stopped his crash and started writing again. It was really simple. Like he, he took it back to basic interesting i did maybe not because know he quit this. the drugs i don't know oh. he took a lot of drugs maybe <laughs> yes yeah drugs are always good for creativity <laughs> for a while <laughs> for a while <laughs> yeah there's or while. There, there's usually some overlap there in the artists i admire anyway um yeah. not not speaking personally of course of course of course um <laughs> okay is there any more to say about the end of this song it kind of the end of the song kind of it really brings it back to the first verse in a way um the i will swallow the moon and drown out the sun uh and he kind of starts an entire life spent perfectly silent that's the victim thing again you know mm. uh and just another crippled beggar at the gate kind of feeds into that as well. Mm. And then it goes into the, should I clasp the world in the palm of my hand? Would I throw it all away? That's that's the destruction at work. Don't again, throw it know? away. Don't throw it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this. This is like the grand finale. This is the grand finale. This is the final scene of this dream in yeah, our minds. the final act act yeah. three <laughs> i love it and it's fittingly dramatic and i love the heart of hail and fire like hail and fire oh my goodness yeah that's, that's some fire. bad weather <laughs> <laughs> it is it is and then the, the last lines really bring it back to i would yeah. swallow the moon the time hunts down us all come right down and stand up tall I will split the night, blow out the light, and bring about the end of days. So it really ties into the apocalyptic feeling, you know? Well, yeah. This Destruction. Is, yes. We get literal here with the apocalyptic yeah. thing. <laughs> end of days, just in case you weren't sure what I was saying earlier. Exactly. End of days. Yes. I love that. And the split the night and blow out the light, those are very fun lines to have right next to each other um it's fun to say split the night blow out the light Ooh, yeah so good it works yeah it really does and the blow out the light also makes it feel like effortless like i could just destroy everything yeah it would be so easy for me yeah (laughs) amazing and bring about the end of days so casually I love that. And I love also the image right before that of stand up tall. Like, this is going to be fun. Let's end it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like this. It, is, it, it kind of ties together rice, rice from the sad old tales. Stand Absolutely. up tall, rice. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then it like goes a different direction because instead of the song could last for an eternity, we're at nope. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everything is ending, including the song right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, all right, the song ends and the world ends. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting. I mean, this is so artfully put together. Like the more, the more I look at it, and the more like we talk about it, the more perfect of a composition it seems to me. Right? Isn't? Are you like? Yeah. I'm a genius. Yeah, it's wild. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like like I wrote it. Uh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but this is really good. Whoever wrote this is like a genius. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I've heard about him <laughs> from friends. <laughs> I really like the line, uh, "Time hunts down us all." Actually, mm. time hunts down us all. Yes, I love that because the other lines have kind of made it seem like the narrator or the perspective is from a person who maybe isn't super active um, all the time. And then it doesn't (laughs) matter. Like you can, you can take action, you cannot take action, but time will get you either way. Like you not taking action does not delay anything at all. (laughs) And that's right. Yeah. Time is vicious. Time is vicious. Yes. So many good lines that you're even coming up with just in this podcast. <laughs> I'll try to compile them when I'm listening back and send them to you. And then you can write yeah, more songs. Yeah, piece them together. That's a song. That's, That's a song. song right there. Exactly. <laughs> Any process is a good process. It's. Mm. Uh, I was reading about, um, what's the guy who wrote Naked Lunch and Junkie? Ah. Come on, Burroughs. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course, Burroughs. But he had like a method where he he was writing. That's why a lot of his books are really hard to read because <laughs> he was writing like two pages and he cut one of the pages in half like like that, like straight over and then oh pieced it together with another page and then got something new. I mean, it's, any way you write is the right way to write. If it feels right with you, you know. Uh, wow so you could piece things together you know I love that yeah like a collage like a word collage exactly wow that's so interesting and I think that's so important too for artistic people well especially songwriters to admit and to be in touch with the fact that listen because we try to be so or not, we don't try. It's effortless. We're so self-critical. There's that voice that's always, especially when we're writing, like you were saying, it's so frustrating for me. Yeah. If I get frustrated, it's just because of that voice. It's like, I'm just yeah. fighting with that voice. That's all it is. And if we can just say, listen, this is great. I'm doing it. Just doing it at all. Whatever you're doing is great. Yeah, right? That's so yeah. important. Yes. Just to it be is. engaging it with is. your creativity, however you can basically, but especially for people like us who really love words and just to, it's just so like necessary for mental health. I think for a lot of people, a lot more people than are actively engaging with it too. I think a lot. Yeah. Like you said, we need more songs. We need more songwriters <laughs> Yeah, right. in the world. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like that, that voice is, uh, that's a ruthless voice as well. But that's the thing. Like each time I finish a song, I always think this is my last song. I'm never going to be able to write again. <laughs> always, all the time. And then, so I, when I sit down to write a new song with a blank page of paper, it's like, I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, I've had my fun. My days are over, you know. Right. <laughs> I had I a good run. I had a good run. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's so fascinating to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm just it's wow. Weird. I'm just so impressed with you and I'm so like appreciative and like in awe of all the different like things that you shared about your process and like your perspective. It's so unique. It's really unique. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's super interesting. And this is yeah, this is why I love doing this podcast cuz <laughs> I'm so interested in seeing like yeah, where all this came from and everything. Wow. Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. How was it? How was going inside your own brain? Are you traumatized? It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it was really fun. Good. Check out what my condition, my condition was in. Exactly. To bring it back to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I could do this for many hours probably yay <laughs> well yeah i'll have to have you back for because you have so many other songs that are just yeah. so incredible i actually i asked larry you know from larry's corner shout out yeah. larry's corner um i was like who should i have on he's like 
you were the first person he mentioned. He was like, Robert. And actually, I think like the only person, because then we just started talking about you and then it was like conversation was over. I was like, that's the perfect answer. Exactly right. Yes, <laughs> obviously I should. I obviously should. So I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that we could find a time and that you're just, uh, you're just so cool. Oh my goodness. Okay. How can people support you as an artist? Uh, or where can people find your music? Yeah, they can find me uh, on YouTube and on Spotify under Robert Hill. Mm. I was in a band before called Muskogee Few. But mm. the, and those songs are still there, but the band is, is not active anymore. Uh, and I've been recording uh, and mixing. And soon enough, I'm going to have an album ready, like a solo album. Wow. And uh, I will probably do, I mean, it will be available online as well. And I will sell it uh, and probably do some sort of release uh, event. Uh, sometime when like the pandemic is, is calming down, you know? Yes. Totally over. Yeah. More, more, <laughs> this more song over. Is, Anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's getting better all the time. Exactly. And this song is probably going to be on the new album as well. Wow. So we got an this unreleased. Is like a, yeah, it's like a taste. Wow. Uh, we got a sneak preview. This yeah. is just, wow. Yeah, you got wow. it. Incredible. Thank you so much. What an honor. This was so special. I really can't thank you enough. And I'll put the links of where to find Robert and all of his music and a lot of the stuff we talked about in the description. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the self-help songwriter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave it a five-star rating and review to let me know what you liked about it. If there's any takeaways or just anything that really resonated with you, I would love to hear that. Um, I appreciate you spending your time with me today. I don't take your time for granted at all. And if you want to spend some more time together, you can find me over on Instagram. I'm at self-help songwriter and YouTube also self-help songwriter. And I also hang out on YouTube on my other channel where I'll teach you simple Balkan folk dances. That channel is called Balkan Folk Dance for Beginners. I'm leaving links to everything I'm mentioning in the show notes. And check out my website, selfhelpsongwriter.com, where I can you can book a time with me and I will write a song specifically for you, a self-help song just for you. It's, it's just the f most fun process ever. So if you're interested in that, definitely check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I, Like I said, I really don't take your time for granted. And I really hope that until next time that you really fully and truly enjoy your life. The power of music. We're learning how to use it now. Self-help songwriters. It's hard to be human, but songs can help you heal yourself. Self-help. Oh